This is Marty Ballin. You're listening to WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM Community Radio Peace Radio. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning. Good morning, my dear friends. If there is anything better than starting my Monday with you, I have not found it yet. And I want to thank you for keeping your radio dial tuned to WMNF Tampa, the best little radio station in the nation. And as if you didn't know, welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with your favorite functional medicine man, Dr. Fred Harvey. And talking about having some good stuff here in my dilly bag, I always keep an extra AMA, Ask Me Anything show. So to remove any doubt and to lay some heavy weight, this show depends on you. Is there anything that's bothering you in your body or mind that you would like to better understand? Is there anything that you read on Dr. Google and now would like to ask a real doctor about? Do you have any medical questions or concerns? And we all do then you are encouraged to participate by calling 813-239-9663 or send an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-239. Well, let's do this. Text us at 813-433-0885. And Irene is in the control room waiting to take your call. So good morning to you, Dr. Harvey. I'm not going to continue rabbiting on because I know that our faithful Kabbalah listeners are waiting just outside. So I'll let you start the show and I'll let them in to get comfortable. Where are we going with the show today, doctor? This is uh, an unexpected change around. Um, Unfortunately, my first interview guest isn't available this week, but we'll get him on here. Um, I had a most amazing experience at the Motivating the Team's Spirit Summer Retreat, and we'll talk about that in the future. But today, um, I'm broadcasting from a new home studio. Um, Many of us get challenged this way, and fortunately, I had the availability to move out and get out away from my uh, toxic home. Um, It's estimated that 50% of all buildings in the United States today have mold toxicity um about uh three weeks ago we had a water event in the house and uh the drains backed up and this shower pan filled up and instead of draining down the drain it drained underneath the 60 year old stucco that the shower pan was made of and drained into the four rooms surrounding it and so um we know we have a chronic water issue. Goodness um, gracious. Yes. Um, I immediately, um, because I, I know about these problems, um, and, and, and we're having some uh, uh, HVAC trouble. That's the, the, the air conditioning struggling to keep the house cool. So we have moisture problems all over. And I immediately did... Um, a mycotoxin and mold test of the house. Um, 
I took a sample of the dust from the filter on my HEPA filter in my bedroom and some swipes here and there in the rest of the house, but that was the primary source. And we came up with vast amounts of mold, aspergillus, fumigatus, which is one of the most common um, respiratory problems in uh, in humans today. Uh, it, fun that's the fungus that is in many houses, many buildings, and causes lots of sinus and lung problems, as well as many other inflammatory issues. And so we found aspergillus. We found also the mycotoxins. Um, mycotoxins are stress response chemicals. Mold, fungi make these chemicals to uh, help prevent um, being eaten by bacteria or other uh, uh, fungi. Uh, they're, they're deterrents, they're, they're antifungal uh, agents and anti-human agents, unfortunately. And so when mold gets stressed by dry environment, they like moisture, they produce these toxins. And these toxins are absorbed through the skin, through the respiratory tract, and through ingestion. And I found very high amounts of something called gliotoxin that is made by the aspergillus species and by candida, the candida that uh, actually can colonize in our guts. And we also found um, trichothecenes. Trichothecenes are a group of chemicals made by the um, most toxic, and they are probably the most toxic chemicals, but they're not the most prevalent, fortunately. Um, and they're made by the black mold stachybotrys. That's the one everybody is concerned about if you hear about mold problems. Um, <clears throat> these toxins are really serious. They cause um, dysfunction in every body system. They start by inflaming the vascular system and cause thickened blood and can induce heart attacks and strokes. They cause... Um, neurologic dysfunction. You can have brain fog, you can have neuropathy. Um, I, I think there's even a connection, I, I have to do some more reading, but I believe there's a connection specifically to uh, many neurodegenerative diseases like um, uh, ALS and Parkinson's, and there is definitively a connection to dementia. It causes brain dysfunction. And so, Having found these things, I was fortunate enough to find a place to rent and get out. Um, so in the process of travel to California, before I left, I'd arranged the house. The moment we got back, we moved out. And the move out is complex because mold spores and mycotoxins are circulating in the air conditioner. And so the entire house has been polluted by these toxins and toxicants and, and fungi. So when you move, there are things you need to be aware of. You don't take your upholstered furniture. You don't take your... Uh, so fortunately, I found a furnished house to rent. And um, I'm very blessed that I was able to do this as quickly as I have been able to. And um, this is one of the problems for people who have mold toxicity. Many landlords aren't recognizing it. You can't break leases because it's not well recognized. Uh, there's a big controversial 
anti-mold lobby, just like there was a, a tobacco lobby that said tobacco is fine and a, uh, a sugar lobby that said sugar is fine <laughs> and uh, a dairy lobby that says soy is bad. <laughs> um, there's lots of money in um, perpetuating these issues because people don't want to spend money to fix the problem. And the problem is deadly. And um, fortuitously, there was a uh, lecture actually this weekend by the mold testing company that I use, Real Time Labs. And I was able to actually get a great description of what to look for as I'm moving out. And so um, I was able to um, um, uh, uncover some things in the garage as we were like, getting things ready to go, I could just throw away because they were actually moldy. It's very subtle. And I'll be posting some things to social media, uh, on Instagram and Facebook about some pictures and, and videos I've taken of the problem uh, issues that happen when we move out. And so um, it, you have to basically leave kind of uh, uh, bare bones Things that can be wiped down, solid things, um, you know, uh, your your dinnerware and dishware and things like that, those can be cleaned off very easily. But uh, even metal furniture that has paint on it might actually be a source for mold to be growing. All they need is a hydrocarbon. And I would like to have some interaction in growing here at this very important topic. Um, hopefully we can have some talks about or some questions about mold. Definitely willing to do AMA, but mold and mycotoxins is my topic of the day and of the month and of this probably year because there's a lot of work to do now. Um, but this is the Healthy Step Show on WMNF 88.5 FM, Tampa. Well, you hit it on the button there, Dr. Harvey. And today is AMA, Ask Me Anything Monday. And you're encouraged to participate by giving us a call at 813-239-9663. As I said, Irene came in especially to answer the phones for you. And you can send an email to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. We're looking forward to your call, y'all. Back to you there, Dr. Harvey. Thank you. So we do have uh, an email already. Uh, Allie from St. Pete um, wants to know about canola oil. Is it good or bad? Um, her mom has heart disease and doc is telling her canola is best for her um, because it's low in saturated fat. Um, so there is an issue with something that they've had to rename for marketing. Um, canola comes from the planet, uh, from the plant rape. Rape seed is what it's actually called. Rape seed oil. That's what it's called in Europe. But the Canadian Oil Association renamed it for marketing. And um, the problem with much canola oil is that Monsanto has been involved. That scary monster Monsanto has actually genetically modified much of the um, rapeseed that is in use today to produce oil. And in doing so, they produce a, um, a toxic oil. Um, but let's go just go back to rapeseed oil. Okay, rapeseed is a seed oil. <clears throat> it's often extracted using high heat, which alters the oil and changes it into something less um, uh, desirable. In addition, um, it is a long chain fatty acid 
and it doesn't really fit in our cells all that well. It's not a principal oil. We didn't eat it as a, an evolutionary uh, oil um, because you have to grind up so many seeds to get the oil. Uh, people ate rape the plant as a green because it's actually got the oil in the green too, but it's not as high quantity, but it's also got great uh, chlorophyll and other antioxidants that um, are in it, the, the plant uh, rape itself. But so... Whenever you take the seeds and concentrate it, you're looking at concentrating omega-6 oils. Omega-6 oils tend to drive towards inflammation even though they aren't saturated fats because they are um, uh, pushing into something called arachidonic acid, which is an inflammatory molecule. Something we need, but not that much of. It helps balance out the systems in the body and helps produce inflammation where we need it to deal with a process that's going on like an infection. So canola oil is not bad per se, but it's not something we want to consume a lot of. We want to actually uh, avoid um, uh, uh, that prim primarily and use other oils, um, um, including avocado and uh, even coconut. Depending on your actual uh, um, metabolic makeup, saturated fat isn't necessarily bad. It's bad when you add more of it to an inflamed system however so i would choose other oils um grape seed is another good one um uh, even organic safflower and sunflower organic non-gmo because the gmo in the canola you know 90 percent of it is sprayed with poison before harvest so um you know they use um, um glyphosate readily on this because these are glyphosate ready um foods um or glyphosate-ready plants. Um, so I think we have some callers. Oh, we've got the board lit on up. I've got Chris, Murphy, Nancy, Anonymous, and Carol. But I'm going to give the number on out again so people can still be able to participate. Give us a call at 813-239-9663. Let's go to Chris in Clearwater. Good morning, Chris. Hi, good morning, Doctor. Um, I'm Hi there. Uh, calling on, on air quality. And uh, it's interesting. I'm not interested. I'm inspired at least that the CDC changed their guidelines for indoor air quality, improving uh, their website pages entitled "Improving Ventilation in Buildings." They they added uh, using UV light. So uh, I'm encouraged by that. So I like to you know and it says install UV air treatment systems. So uh, you know I know those kill germs. So um, it, I would hope that they would encourage air ionizers to. Put, which put out ozone, you know, they combine the O2 and the O in the air to make O3, which is even more powerful to destroy the mold and spores and, uh, you know, fungus. And, uh, of course, in your body, you know, mold is uh, anaerobic, so it better you can improve your, your oxygen levels, uh, the less likely it's going to survive or, you know, 99-plus percent of harmful bacteria and viruses as well. Uh, but... Um, uh, as, uh, you know, with this mold issue, you, do you think that it's increasing and in, in, uh, being an increasing problem in people? I, I would think because of their lowered immune systems. I've been hearing from various doctors, like uh, uh, one here locally, Dr. F Joseph Fitzgerald, who says that he's been seeing the patients who've received the COVID shots, their CD4, CD8 T lymphocyte cell counts are going down, so uh, their immunity is going down. They have, you know, clinical AIDS due to their CD4 counts being so low. And, and so uh, they're contracting uh, at higher numbers uh, 
fungus, viral, uh, bacterial infections as well as... Yeah, so I wonder if the these people are actually um, uh, mold toxic. Why, why are their CD4 counts going down? What's causing that? Is it uh, petrochem, possibly? Is it um, uh, um, uh, medical experiment shots? Is it... Um, uh, mold toxicity with 50% of buildings supposedly mold toxic in this country. That's work buildings, residential buildings, uh, all buildings. Um, we have a serious problem. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, maybe we could um, talk, tell folks that there's hope for those who've got the COVID shots that the spike protein might be remediated. I've been hearing about natokinase and studies on that. Yeah, there's all kinds of really uh, great work going on intervening with um, uh, long COVID. And what's interesting is that um, at the uh, conference this weekend, uh, there was discussion about um, and and many of the mold experts are believing that um, the COVID and or COVID shots actually sets up a uh, trigger um, to actually bring forth the mycotoxin symptom panel again, because it all basically uh, lights up a, a similar kind of cytokine storm. Um, not exactly the same one, but um, Lyme disease, uh, mycotoxins, and uh, COVID and COVID shots all actually trigger similar kinds of process in the body. So that's why it's really important to actually look at many of these things, including doing a mycotoxin test. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I guess, I should be clear. So the mRNA shots the, that are causing the spike protein to be continually produced, as you know. But uh, you know, the research of Dr. Bruce Patterson, you've mentioned so many times, and others. Yes. Uh, though uh, I'm not sure. Do you know if the spike protein would, uh, you know, reme- helping remediate it uh, with these proteolytic enzymes, the protein digesting enzymes like natokinase or bromelain from pineapple or papain from papaya. Um, would that help uh, the immune Actually, system? that's a really good thought, Chris. I don't know that one, um, but what I have seen is um, evidence that, um, and this is a crazy thing, treating with a mycotoxin, <laughs> statin drugs, actually changes that spike protein production and inflammation of the blood vessel walls. Also, um, there's an interesting um, uh, um, glycocalyx, that's the lining of the blood vessel protector called um, arterosil. That seems to have some evidence in shifting that. And there's another uh, uh, herbal that comes from Israel called tolovid, T-O-L-L-O-V-I-D. And it's got antiviral properties that seems also to cut down spike protein. So there's a bunch of different ways that are coming out where they're documenting we can intervene here. Um, And so, um, yeah, great questions. You always have very well-researched ideas. Thank you, Chris. We have many more on the line. I just, uh, I just want to ask uh, briefly, you know, soy, uh, isn't that, uh, don't you consider that maybe harmful? I know it's not estrogenic, but uh, binding with estrogen receptors and uh, having an estrogenic type effect, though, uh, you know, I don't drink it anymore because it made my left testicle um, ache. So, That's interesting. That's I interesting. Maybe you, were, maybe you were drinking the, the, the GMO pesticide-filled stuff because soy in general is an, yeah. uh, a SERM, a selective estrogen receptor modifier. And so what it does is actually l- limit estrogenic effect in the body. It turns it down. It doesn't really have a pro-estrogen effect because only estrogen can turn on the estrogen receptor. This chemical, genistein, primarily from soy, sits in the uh, receptor and blocks the effect of estrogen. So it's actually all the stuff you hear about scary estrogen effect from soy is produced by fake research from the American Dairy Council. Wow. Yeah, well, uh, you know, the natokinase is 
fermented, says from fermented soy, natto from being fermented yes. soy. So folks want to buy, uh, they can see online how to make it because natto kind is such an expensive supplement. Usually they can make, the, make it themselves if they yes. want online. Some videos show Thank it. you, Chris. Yeah, you I really appreciate it. We have about three more online. All right, yeah, just go. You can get the best deal going to the bulk section of a health store. And when you sure, order sure. minimum, usually like one or five or ten pounds, and they'll give you a discount. Okay, Chris, I really appreciate right, that. Care. I've got four callers here, so we yeah, look forward to care. you calling back. You have a great day. And right. let's go to Nancy in St. Pete. She's been waiting patiently. Good morning, Hi, Nancy. Nancy. Hi. Um, my husband was on intravenous, two intravenous antibiotics for five weeks, and he ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. And I was sure it was a fungal pneumonia, but um, they said his triponin levels were sky high. And I, does that trigger strokes? Um, troponin is a chemical that comes out of muscle. Um, specifically, the troponin that's looked for in that test is one that comes out of cardiac muscle. So what it indicates is uh, cardiac muscle injury. Yeah, so there's there's either a, uh, a cardiomyopathy, an inflammation of the car- heart muscle, or there's been a heart attack. Oh, okay. Heart well, failure I, I can do it as well. The, uh, so I'll, I guess I'll find out eventually. Yeah, autopsies aren't done very often these days, but um, that would be good to find out actually what happened. Yeah. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. All right, and I have an anonymous on the line here. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you both for doing this show and uh, all those assisting. Um, uh, my questions were uh, around uh, my sister is uh, exhibiting symptoms of neurodegenerative disease. Um, she believes it's Parkinson's after she had reached out to uh, uh, the neurology department at the college. Uh, they told her to reach out to a neurologist. Uh, so she's she's driving and uh, she forgets where she's driving. She doesn't know where she is. She knows where she is. She knows where she needs to go, but everything just goes blank. Um, and yes. she's having several other symptoms, rest, restlessness in the legs and arms, stiffness, tremors, extreme exhaustion. Now, she did also have long COVID. Um, but I was calling to see, you know, if, if you had some ideas on, on uh, treatment and, you know, um, I know you can't recommend practitioners, but uh, an approach that might be more affordable, uh, more affordable. We did look into IFM um, and found practitioners and are looking into that. Oh, very good. Um, Institute for Functional Medicine is a great place to look for somebody who can deal with this. Um, a, a, a um, uh, preferably a mold uh, knowledgeable doctor because um, it's so prevalent and her symptoms really do um, sound like mold toxicity. They could also be petrochemical toxicity and they could be coming also from the cytokine storm of long COVID. So there's many things here to evaluate, but at minimum a real time, which is for me and most mold experts, real time laboratories, mycotoxin test of um, uh, uh, the the blood uh, the urine actually is going to tell us if mycotoxins are an issue. If they are, then it's quite necessary to go to the next step where you do an EMMA, um, <clears throat> EMMA. That's an environmental mold and mycotoxin assessment where it combines a 
uh, a PCR test, which is a genetic test to find mold species, and also an ELISA test, which is a reactive chemical test. Um, uh, Real time is the only company that has actually produced new technology and had it tested and patented and approved by the FDA. This is the gold standard test. It gives you the best details on which um, uh, uh, mycotoxins you've got. If you have it, then you use that test and you go to the house and you test the house for the EMA test to find out where the source is. If there's a workplace also, you do then workplace testing. But also, in addition, there's not just mold that could be an issue. Uh, um, heavy metals need to be checked and uh, uh, the metabolism to make sure that everything's running smoothly, sugar, etc. Okay, now uh, my sister lived for probably over 10 years just a, a walk away from, a stone's throw from Apollo Beach power plant. The coal-fired power plant uh, with yes. non-mined coal ash, coal ash pits that was uh, cited by the EPA um, for for the coal ash pits leaking uh, yes. into the groundwater there, yes, uh, as well as the pollution in the air, could that have had an effect? And also, um, I've recently given her um, a fresh, cold pressed, unrefined flaxseed oil um, for the um, for the apa uh, minoleic acid, I believe it is, and then also a black seed oil for the omega three, omega six, and omega nine with the oleic, oleic acid as well. Uh, okay. Would you re- recommend her taking those for regenerating, you know, the cells and the sheath or the myelin rather? Um, and I think those are fine, but I would add to it. I think they're great, but I would add to it specifically um, uh, uh, fish oil, um, 4,000 okay. milligrams of EPA slash DHA a day. You How need- many milligrams? 4,000 milligrams. You need, you need a lot of DHA. Um, to help rebuild the brain. You also need phosphatidylcholine. Phosphatidylcholine is 60% of your cell membranes. Mold toxins are fat soluble. We need to do a fat exchange. So you need to be actually taking more um, oils in, um, possibly a, a couple ounces of olive oil, grapeseed oil, coconut oil, a variety of good, clean, organic, first cold press oils. Uh, in addition, and phosphatidylcholine is present in eggs and in uh, egg yolks specifically and in liver, um, but also is available in in capsule and liquid form. Uh, Very good for uh, helping to rebuild the brain. But you got to find out what the toxins are and take them out because toxins are causing this problem. It's not normal to lose your mind like this. Okay. Yeah. She's 46 years old. So. Oh my word. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is yeah, dementia. Sorry. Very early onset. This needs to be addressed now. Okay. All right, great. And the flaxseed oil, as as long as it's fresh pressed, cold pressed, and unrefined, is safe for her to take as well. Along with yeah, and that can be oil. one of the oils that go in for the exchange. That can help the the body get the exchange. A couple ounces of extra oil a day helps to move that through the body. Great. Um, all right, and and the test for the uh, for for exposure to heavy metals from from the power plant. Um, what test would would I look for for those? A toxic metal test. Uh, Doctors Data does a toxic metal test. Genova Labs does a toxic metal test. Um, and Real Time Labs does glyphosate and uh, petrochemical toxins and mycotoxins. So we have a whole variety of tests that can be ordered by someone who's aware of them. Great. Thank you so much for this indispensable information. And thank You're you. so welcome. I uh, really appreciate it.
Glad to help. Keep doing the good work. Thanks. All right. Well, I thank him for bringing that on up. And also going to remind folks that you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa. Your special functional medicine doctor, Dr. Fred Harvey, leading the show. And you're encouraged to participate by calling 813-239-9663 or send an email to dj at wmnf.org. And Carol in Lake Placid has been waiting. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Dr. Harvey. Um, I have a question about the mold. Will the Florida sunshine kill some of it if we put it out, furniture and whatever, in the sunshine, which Florida heat is killing us too? <laughs> um, well, it's quite humid outside, so you might actually promote some growth with humidity. Uh-oh. And the sunshine's Uh-oh. only going to get the surface. Um, one of the problems with upholstered furniture is that the mold spores will get into the pores, into the porous furniture, into the um, um, uh, foam underneath, and um, okay. y- you'll you'll find contamination everywhere if the house has been contaminated. So it's going to be a process of elimination. Um, uh, pillows and mattresses probably should go. Duvets. Um, you got to really wonder well, um, he, how much. He generally just used our clothes, you know, to get the the stains and the grime out of it because this was back in, in the sunshine, Florida sunshine cured everything and it wasn't too much. It was just enough. So, Well, that's that, good. That was what we used. Have you ever heard of a plant called G-O-T-U K-O-L-A? Oh, Gotu Cola. Gotu Cola yeah. is um, a um, <clears throat> a mild brain stimulant. Okay. And it also has some abilities with its flavonoids to help uh, accelerate wound healing. It's a it's a good chemical. Good good plant. And how many leaves should I be eating a day? I have no idea. I've only okay. used it as an extract. <laughs> oh, they do. Uh, they do have an extract. Okay. Well, I just walk around the yard and I have a plant, and every oh, once nice. in a while, I'll chew a leaf, and I swear I feel better. Well, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> All right, do that, and I will call back and see what your expert opinion is because this is only just passing around the neighborhood. You know, it's something that nice. like an old wives' tale or something. I did. Yeah, I'll have to see about getting one in my uh, polyculture garden. Okay, wonderful. So you know exactly what it is. All right. Well, thank you. You're so oh, welcome. Appreciate it. And my question was not as involved as the other people. So I like I don't mind being patient when they can be helped. So thank you. Blessings, Carol. You're so great, Carol. We appreciate that. Uh, Maybe that's why you live in Lake Placid. Well, this is only temporary since the COVID started. We had four acres in a mobile home, but we generally lived in Palm Beach County. But I swear, since I've been out here, I think instead of 85, I feel more like 75. So it's the woods and the animals and the butterflies. Anyway. Nature does that for us. Getting a nature bath really uplifts the spirit. Oh, my. I, I guess. I mean, something's doing it, and I believe in a higher power. So for all of us, thank you so much. Keep thank, up the good work. You're so welcome. Thank you, Carol. And I've got John from Sarasota and Jim from Tampa. Let's go to John. Good morning, John. Hey, doctor. How are you doing today? Great. How are you, John? Good. My friend has books. I'm sorry. You're breaking up. Hang on. 
My friend has Fuchs disease. Do you know what that is? It's a something yeah. That's um that the cornea. Yeah, it's a problem with the cornea. Yes. Do you? Is there any? Do you suggest anything that can help him, other than drugs and stuff? I mean, something natural. Fuchs disease usually ends up in having a corneal transplant because it's a uh, genetic misstep and um, causes the cornea to, um, over time, get worse. Um, I don't know of any specific um, uh, alternative or nutritional interventions that would work on Fuchs disease. Okay. I just thought I'd ask you, um, you know, because he's... He's afraid he's going to lose his vision eventually, and um, I thought maybe no. something that could help him. But he doesn't need to lose his vision. He can uh, a corneal transplant is something that's done uh, on a regular basis. Sure. All right. Well. Well. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Then let's go to Jim in Tampa. Good morning, Jim. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Harvey. A quick question, follow up to what you said earlier about canola oil. For someone who is uh, following the Ornish diet, where the canola oil is first choice recommended for that, yes. what would be, in your opinion, the next best alternative? Because in light of what you said earlier, I'm thinking I should stop consuming that stuff. Yes, as I mentioned before, the um, organic non-GMO safflower and sunflower are possible, uh, avocado oil, coconut oil, grapeseed oil, uh, all uh, choices that I use. I like sesame oil as well. Um, uh, all of them have um, different flavors, different properties, um, and so they work with different foods. Grapeseed's very light. Um, uh, safflower and sunflower are a little heavier. Sesame, the heaviest of all of them. Um, uh, oh, but coconut is the heaviest of the whole group that's solid at room yeah. temperature. So, so yeah, those are all good choices. In light of, uh, uh, with saturated fat in mind, which one would you say would be the next best choice? All of the ones I mentioned. I mix mine all up. Of- I rotate the oils. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. All right. Have a good day. You too. Okay, we do have a couple of callers. I've got uh, Lucia and Ann, so let's go to Lucia in Clearwater. Good morning. Yes, hi. Um, This is Lucia in Clearwater, and I just had a question for the doctor. Um, I had been donating blood um, for about 30 years, and um, after I got my COVID shot, I I got a letter in the mail that said that I could not donate anymore because they were finding um, antibody K in my blood. And um, my general physician was just kind of stumped. She didn't know. And um, she said, I might have had it all this time, and they just found it. But um, it was just kind of strange to me that after I had gotten the, the shot, a, you know, a year prior, that I couldn't donate anymore. because of the That's really interesting. Um, yeah. Now, I had a blood I, transfusion when my son was born, but that was 21 years ago. And I, I had been donating all these years and nothing. Interesting, interesting. Actually, um, I have, for the, this is the first time I've heard of anti-K, but it's supposedly the most common immune red cell antibody after the ABO blood grouping and the RH system, which is the pl- positive or negative. And so um, anti-K antibodies are exceedingly rare 
And um, I wonder if um, the uh, response to um, the COVID-19 shots um, has anything to do with it. Um, yeah, everybody I talked to, they're kind of like, what? I mean, it, it was it was strange. And then I thought, well, maybe I should have it taken again and just tested. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they made a mistake in the lab or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, well, lab errors do occur. Um, the um, anti-K can cause some reactions. So if uh, the other person would be getting your blood would have one of the uh, Kel antigens, which is what the K stands for, they might actually have a reaction. So yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to donate if you have anti-Kel antibodies. And so I think, um, yeah, it's worth to have a retest. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's quite possible, um, that, um, yeah, you've had, um, um, yeah, some, something it, changed my blood. And the only yeah. thing I've had done, I, I didn't have a blood transfusion just 21 years ago that I did, but I've donated yeah. all these years. And then, uh, you know, the only thing that I've entered in my body was, you know, the COVID shot. So, yeah, haven't, um, heard about it. Um, let's see. Um, there is something with, uh, anti, um, phospholipid antibodies post um vax um but um yeah i'm not seeing anything specific about k anywhere online currently but so yeah you, you, you can't give blood if you have an anti-k antibody um right. and so um that needs to be um you know reevaluated i would say M maybe it okay. will go away Okay. But thanks for all your other uh, donations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Yes, Bye -bye. very seriously. Blood is life. So thank you, Lucia. You're I've, welcome. I've got um, Ann from Tampa on the line. Um, yes, after Ann, I had real bad mold problems in my ceiling. And then... All the insulation and everything, when they fixed it, came on my hardwood floors. And now it's the floors are deteriorating really bad. And I was wondering if mold could get into hardwood floors or if there was some kind of fungus or something. Absolutely. Um, any hydrocarbon. And so since uh, wood comes from a plant, it's pure hydrocarbon. Any hydrocarbon is a food source for fungus. And you said, uh, I, I think I missed the beginning. Did you say you did have a water event? Yeah, in, the, in my ceiling, in my, in my roof. Yes. And then by the time they fixed it, they, they just, when they fixed the um, sheetrock, and it was yeah. all black mold, it was all moldy. It yes. all came down on the floor. And then nothing really happened for a, about a month or so, and then the floor started deteriorating. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you had a, a, here's a, here's a big problem. Um, a real big problem when it comes to, um, mold remediation. Um, this happened at my parents' house. Um, my dad not being aware of or really concerned about the mold issue because he just 
wouldn't let that information into his head, decided that um, he was just going to get the uh, damaged things uh, replaced. And so he contracted with a kitchen place to have all their kitchen cabinetry redone. And um, um, fortunately, I was involved and uh, we already had the mold testing and mycotoxin testing done at the house. It was uh, extensive. And the kitchen people were had called me because I was intermediary to come in and do the remediation or actually, no, to do the installation of new kitchen cabinetry. And I said, are you bringing the hazmat equipment? Um, are you... Uh, first going to do the mold remediation before you do the installation. He said, what are you talking about? I said, well, we have a mold problem here and you're the contractor. So I hope your people are prepped to do mold remediation before you install kitchen cabinetry. He said, hold on, hold on. I'll call you back. He called back in two minutes and said, we're going to put this project on hold until you get mold remediation done. So you can't just do this sloppily, as you have discovered. Unfortunately, that entire floor now now needs to be removed because it's mold toxic. And you need to get a specialist in mold remediation to help you with that issue. Okay, so there's no way to fix the floor. You can't put boron or vinegar or anything on it and fix it. It has to be removed. You would, if to do it, you'd probably have to have the entire thing resurfaced down to the point where there's no mold anywhere seen and then have it, have it fixed. It's worth it just to actually remove that because once you grind that surface, you're going to put mold into the air. So it needs to be removed from um, what you're telling me. And, and the whole house needs to be rechecked because that may not be the only source now because if you have mold in the floor, it's going through your air conditioner and it may be actually in the system again. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay, and good luck with that problem. Yes. Um, I've got Carrie from Anna Maria Island, but we're down. we got about 10 more minutes and change, so I'm going to give the number one more time. Irene's waiting for you. The number to call for the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF Tampa with Dr. Fred Harvey is 813-239-9663 and continue sending those emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning to you there, Carrie. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Hi. Thank you guys so much for all that you do. I am, uh, I've been a massage therapist in Bradenton working for my mom at Alternative Clinic for the last eight years. And I'm a new nurse in Sarasota and my eyes are wide open. So thank you so much. I wanted to ask, um, we had a recent flood at our home that we were renting and the landlord wasn't willing to do anything about it. So we moved into an apartment complex and I can just tell it's an old Florida apartment complex that has mold. So would you recommend any specific machine that can clean the air? Because I know the complex won't do anything for it. Well, um, HEPA filters can work, but if the, the, the building itself is toxic, you can't really detoxify it completely. Um, you might want to actually, if you really do smell it, you might want to consider uh, getting an environmental mold and mycotoxin assessment, the, the, the home kit from um, real-time labs and okay. test. 
um, if it shows up as positive and follow the directions in, in the box, you get a piece of your air conditioner filter and, and, and dust from, um, not underneath your fridge, but, um, if you have a HEPA filter, that's a perfect place to collect it. Um, and so, um, you can start with a HEPA filter and then test that or, or just do the regular test and find out if you have mold there. If you do, then you have, um, more evidence to help your landlord um, fix his problem. I doubt they will because there's no pressure from the government to make these landlords fix their problems. Sure. Okay, thank you very much, doctor. Have a good day. You too. Good luck with that. And just creeping on in is Eric from Tampa on the line. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, doctor. How are you? Excellent. How are you today? Good. I have a friend who has gastroparesis and a yes. uh, horrible time with that. They gave her an operation and said there was nothing else she could do. And most mornings she throws up and she has a very stringent diet. A friend of hers or the family came up with this drug or drops called Reglin. They brought them with them from Chile. Yes. And that seems to help a little bit. What could I? What light could you shed on this that maybe might help her some more? Well, um, gastroparesis is a word that describes slow stomach emptying. Um, paresis yep. is slightly less than paralysis. So it's still moving, but sluggish. And things that contribute to neurologic dysfunction like this can include um, diabetes, damaging the nervous system. It can be mycotoxins. It can be metal toxins. It can be a lot of different things. And SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, can cause it and can also be caused by it. And so it is worth it to see a functional medicine doctor because a gastroenterologist doesn't look at the bigger picture and just provides Reglan or um, I'm blanking on the other medication right now because I haven't needed to use it in quite some time. But um, uh, you can use medications to overdrive the system and make the stomach move forward, but you could also clean up the system and make the stomach work better again. And so I would okay. recommend you get a good uh, uh, visit with um, a functional medicine practitioner. Functional medicine practitioner, got it. Yeah, you okay. go to IFM, Institute for Functional Medicine, .org, and do the doctor search. You got it. Great. I appreciate your help. I'll let her know. You're very welcome. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. The phone lines have all gone dark as my soul, so I'm going to give out the number one more time, but we've only got 10 more minutes to the show. You're encouraged to participate by calling 813-239-9663. It'll get you into the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey, and Irene's waiting for you. Back to you there, Dr. Harvey. So I have an email here from Jan, um, wanted to know about um, low sodium. Apparently, um, she had a blood test and a doctor told her that her blood was low sodium and that it could be serious. Her level was 135 and they wanted to give her an IV treatment. Well, a 135 sodium is actually in range. 135 to about 145 is the normal sodium range. So I'm not sure why anybody would get an IV for something so normal or so close to normal. Maybe it starts at 136 on, on that reference range. Um, adding salt to the diet is actually a good thing. You might want to use iodized sea salt so you can actually displace bromine, chlorine, and fluorine from your body using the iodine and support your thyroid at the same time. Iodized sea salt, good choice. 
And um, Chaz asks, damp rid or dehumidifier? Doesn't matter. Get it dehumidified. Uh, damp rid is a little um, more messy to use, um, but not so much. And it works. Um, anything you can do to dehumidify, make sure your home is actually well balanced with airflow as well, um, because that really helps to keep the, um, the dampness down. Sandy asks, are there studies that support the use of resonant light therapy? Does it help with regenerating the body and eliminating molds? So I'm not sure what resonant light therapy is, but light therapy is actually used here. Um, we can talk more about doing um, work with um, uh, treatment of mold as we go forth here, because this is going to be an ongoing process for me. And I would like to provide some more information. But the nervous system gets very upset when mold toxic. And so, um, yes, red light actually helps to calm down the over um, uh, stimulated nervous system. I believe we have callers. We actually do. I've got Chris and Teresa on the line. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning. I have a quick Hi. question for uh, Dr. Harvey about uh, vitamin B12 deficiency. Um, I recently had my blood work done and came back that I was B12 deficient. However, I, I had been taking B, B vitamin B supplements um, orally. And my doctor said, well, you, you may not be absorbing it well. Uh, try some sublingual drops to bring your levels back up. So I've started that regimen. Uh, can, can you elaborate why, why would, uh, what, what would be the difference? Why would my body absorb it under the congas to orally? So orally, it goes through the stomach, and in the stomach, there are specific actual mechanisms for um, taking in your B12, and um, you may lack some of that. Uh, the uh, uh, disease called pernicious anemia is because people can't absorb their B12 in their stomach, and sometimes bacterial overgrowth will do that as well. People with short bowel syndrome, people with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth actually have bacteria that eat up the rest of their um, um, good um, back B12 and use it themselves. Uh, sublingually, it goes right into your system, into the lymphatics, and so you get better absorption. However, a bunch of it is still swallowed. Higher doses, like 5,000 micrograms a day, may get you to that point. Just get a recheck, see if you got better. If you didn't, then it's time to consider actually some uh, injected B12 or to look at your gut and figure out why you're not absorbing. Understood. Well, thanks for the info. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, and let's go to Teresa in Avon Park. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, thank you. I'm curious to know what you recommend for periodontal gum disease. I'm sorry. Periodontal gum disease. What you might. Oh, uh, periodontal disease is um, a variety of things. Uh, one thing um, I don't know that you do, but uh, uh, smoking nicotine causes gum disease. So I stop see. that. In I the see. meantime. Vitamin C helps with your gums. Coenzyme Q10 does. Uh, regular use of flossing and brushing does. But you may have a colonization with a bad bacteria. And sometimes it's really worth it to go and see a dentist who does a, gen, uh, a genetic diagnostic test for the bacteria in your mouth so that you can treat it and get rid of the things that might be causing it. Because sometimes it's an inflammatory colonization. So get to a smart functional dentist who does genetic dental testing and uh, get to the root of this problem, so to speak. Thank you very, very much. There was a product that I saw advertised. It 
seemed like they said the Hunzus used it. They had perfect teeth and excellent gums. It seemed almost like a probiotic or like a kombucha kind of. You thing. can actually you can actually do some um, uh, chewing of pre, uh, 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 probiotics. There's some good dental probiotics too. So um, I think. Um, that would be very useful. I think we're down to the last minute. So I'm just going to answer the last couple of emails be- instead of taking callers so that we don't rush somebody out the door. Thank you for all your calls today. Very nice working with you. Um, the uh, uh, Pat in Seminole asks, um, uh, thank you. Sorry to hear about your mold problems. Does homeowner's insurance cover this? What will it cost? Uh, what has to happen to get me back into the home? How soon? So I'm going to talk about that more extensively as I go through the process, but insurance can cover some of it, depending on whether your insurance is actually going to uh, honor what's going on. Um, <clears throat> most insurances fight it, so you want to get an independent home inspector to come in and do it. And so we'll go into more of that as this plays out. Um, Susan says, what happens... Uh, this happens more so when I we go from heat to AC throughout the winter. We assume it's mold. What do I do? Um, she is having spongy black pieces out of the AC vents landing on carpet or furniture. That is black mold. You need to get an EMA test from real-time labs, test that junk, test your air, AC filter, and see what you got going on because you may need to get out of that house. Um, <clears throat> this one is from Valerie. Uh, Valerie... Um, says that she has um uh uh her son has a rash on his forehead uh, about four years ago after sun exposure chronic tiny little blisters always inflamed that does sound like a uh a, a, a light eruption it could be from foods it could be from um a problem with the uh function in the body um lots more to go on that. that's a deep discussion um so in the meantime um i'm hoping that next week we will be talking with jelani nichols uh i was hoping that this week uh we had some scheduled discoordination uh we'll be talking again and i'm so excited to talk about the uh summer retreat um and hopefully next week we'll be doing that and then we'll continue the mold discussion because this is an ongoing process thank you irene thank you bill thank you lovely listeners this has been a great show well thank you doctor and sorry for the uh mold experience that you're going through right now but I'd like to thank also our listeners and have them remember, give us a call next week. But until next Monday, thank you, Dr. Harvey. Thank you, Irene. And to everyone, take care. Stay healthy. You all are the greatest. You have been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Stay tuned to WMNF for a lineup that is the envy of the airwaves. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. Following Sustainable Living is a smidgen of NPR news and then Community Speaks, the power hour radio show dedicated to truth and rights hosted by Mabili. And then at 2 o'clock, it's It's the Music, hosted by Blaney Whalen, who will dig deep into the archives and pick new fruits of music to bring you a show that you won't hear anywhere else. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe.